All right, so we, we've been very critical about this offense, and rightfully so, right? Uh, but the, the one saving factor here is the defense. Now, we know last week that they didn't have any turnovers, which, you know, uh, led to 13 points um, against the Browns. Most would say that that's pretty good because they've been averaging about 13 points lately. And, and again, I mentioned this on the last podcast. The problem is that you don't have an offense that can override – uh, that can give you 16, 20, you know, points or whatever. So are we confident? Now, I, I understand that the Falcons um, are they're, – they're dealing with full quarterback change. Obviously, they like to run the football. Um, Calais Campbell probably won't be playing, so there's a concern there. But are you still confident and knowing that – he may not play, and then knowing that their run game is is pretty decent, that the Ravens' defense will still find a way um, to, you know, be the dominant team that we've seen over the last stretch that we've seen them in. Yeah, I mean, this this defense has been playing winning football. Um, they've been playing well enough to win. They're not perfect. They, they haven't gone out there and played flawless but they have played good enough to win these games. It's tough to play a flawless game week after week on the defensive side of the ball in the NFL. This is an offensive-driven league. Um, that said, they're going out there for the most part. They're stopping the run. They're limiting the big plays. Um, but what they have struggled in is sometimes is giving up these extended drives. They have struggled getting off the field sometimes at third downs. They're struggling with a little bit of these quarterbacks who have a little bit of mobility to be able to extend plays right now. Um, but like I said, them them being good against the run bodes well this week against Atlanta because that's what Atlanta wants to do. I am concerned, however, with Calais Campbell looking like he probably won't play in this game um, because we saw the difference that Calais makes uh, out there once he went out in the Cleveland game. Nick Chubb is all of a sudden gashing the Ravens time and time again to pretty much close that game out. Tyler Aljair, he's coming off his best game. Uh, as a rookie so far this season after his last last week's performance. So um, yeah. I, I don't feel as great about the Ravens' defense, rush defense this week as I normally do, simply because Calais Campbell isn't out there and he's the guy that, you know, takes over the middle of the trenches. Um, without him out there, they're going to rely a lot on that of BK, Travis Jones, um, Broderick Washington, uh, Brent Urban as well in that mix. Um, yeah. to kind of shut this run game down. And the one thing about Atlanta, I keep telling people, they they are going to stick with the run. They're going to run the ball a lot. They, you know, that's that's what they do. I thought Carolina would do that when, when the Ravens played Carolina. Um, and Carolina tried to, but they, they kind of abandoned the run quicker than I expected them to. I don't think Atlanta, with, their, with Desmond Ritter, who's making his second start, at this point is going to abandon the run, especially if the game is close. Right. Um, they'll feel like they can still keep up with their game plan, still go out there and just try to stay on schedule, stay ahead of the chains. Um, but the Ravens have got to find a way to get back to forcing turnovers on the defense because right now this is an offense that's struggling to score points, struggling to sustain drives. They have to be able to force turnovers to give these guys a short field. Heck, even go out there and get a touchdown because you just don't know how many points the offense is going to be able to score. And last week, you know, right. you, you, you see how much they really depend on this defense to make game-changing plays. They didn't make any game-changing plays last week. This week, you know, you hope that they can get back to that. 
Absolutely. I mean, and, and look, there's a there's what's the word I'm trying to find here, Cordell? There, there's reason to believe that they can do that. I mean, you know, the Falcons, um, they're a team that kind of get in their own way. Um, mm-hmm. They being competitive in times, but they find ways to just not finish drives or they just find they don't they just stay in their own way. So I do think that this is a potential um, opportunity for them to get back on the track of getting the turnovers that they need to help this offense out, you know, and, and get them in better field position. Um, you do. I am worried about Calais Campbell. I know we're not talking about Marcus Peters, and and look, I've I've been critical of Marcus Peters, and I think Mar- Marcus Peters will probably be critical of him too, um, if if we talked to him. I probably he would probably agree, but but ultimately, that's still a veteran guy that you are probably not going to have either, and that's that's a body down that you're missing, right? So that's something that's a concern, and. And you, you you wonder how this is going to play out. Um, you, you're, I think that the, one of the things that's helpful is like you've seen guys like Kyle Hamilton improve, and of course Marcus Williams is back, so he helps the secondary as well. Um, but you know, outside of Marlin, that other side is going to lack some some you know veteran snaps, and you're concern and I know that this is a run team I know that the Falcons is a run team so it's like and they're they're having a quarterback I don't even know who this dude is Cordell who <laughs> doesn't doesn't it really yeah yeah like I, I feel like I feel like I've he seen was, him play I mean, he was a pretty yeah he, he was he was he was decent at Cincinnati I mean he yeah. he, he had a little bit of a buzz coming into the draft um, yeah I think people I've seen him play in last college, year in college yeah. but I don't know anything about him in be terms better. of like what he's doing for the Falcons, I guess is what I'm saying. I, I, I remember him. I remember him in college, but I don't know anything about him as a pro. Cause right. I know he's only played a couple of games. I don't know how his game yeah. is translated, you know? So, I mean, well, he doesn't throw the ball a lot. I mean, his last right. game was his first start. He only threw right. for 97 yards he had on 26 attempts. I mean, so that kind of tells you, and he took four sacks. Um, so uh, that that kind of tells you what you're looking at as far as the pass game. It's it's is like basically not there at all, um, so which is my, why they're going to make a huge commitment to the run. Yeah, but then the, it's funny, Cordell. That's not how things like this work because we're having this conversation, and then he's going to turn around and have close to 200 passing yards. <laughs> I mean, that's what the Ravens do he, every single time. If he does that, I mean, it would be so bad because I don't know who he's throwing to. I mean, I Drake either. London's out there, and, and Drake London, he he's going to get his. I mean, Drake Drake London's going to get double-digit targets. He's the only one in the pass game um, that they have any type of trust in. So they're going to throw Drake London the ball a lot when they do decide to throw the ball. Uh, yeah. I, I would really be surprised if Marlon isn't just glued to him the entire game because they really have no other threats. Zacchaeus? Uh, their other wide receiver, he makes plays uh, as well, but nothing that overly concerns you. Um, now, when you talk about guys like Cordell Patterson, he's kind of the Swiss Army knife. He's obviously going to be involved in the run game, but they like to get involved in the, in the screen game as well. They're going to try to get him opportunities to get the ball on the perimeter. Um, so that's why this game, if you were going to have to be without Marcus Peters, this is probably the game that you want that to you you want to be that you're okay somewhat with being without him because you're going to have to tackle in this game uh, and you might have to tackle in space and Marcus Peters hasn't necessarily been 
um, ecstatic about tackling in space this year. Um, he, he's made quite a few business decisions on the perimeter uh, when he has an opportunity to hit a guy. So it, it may not be the worst thing in the world to where Brandon Stevens has to be the outside corner right. this week because he, he's a physical guy. He, he's not afraid to go tackle a guy. Pepe Williams might be, uh, he might be activated this week. I would imagine if Marcus Peters can't go, yeah. Pepe's not afraid to tackle in the middle of the field either. So, um, Al Jair and Cordell Patterson, those are the two guys I'm really locked on. Drake London in the past game, you have to make sure you don't let this guy kill you because he he's kind of, to me right now, in the way that they use him, kind of like a Michael Pittman uh, for Indianapolis. Michael Pittman isn't doing a lot of downfield stuff, but he just gets quick passes and he, and he, does, he gets the yak yardage. He's consistent. He's not really dropping passes. Um, but you look up and, and he, he doesn't, he may not have a, a, a many big plays, but you look at the stat sheet at the end of the game and Michael Pittman may have like eight catches for 90 something yards. And you're like, where did this happen? You know? So I, I think that's the same situation with Drake London. You just, you just want to try to bottle him up as much as possible for an offense that isn't really humming right now. You don't want to give these guys any hope. And one thing about Atlanta, they're, they're sticking, they're sticking close. Um, to to every team that they're playing right now. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, find a way to eliminate the run and uh, keep Drake London uh, at bay. I feel like this is a simple test. I feel like you should be able to pass it with flying colors. But I also know that football is never that simple. And every week, you know, those guys, like I said, uh, on the last podcast, they're out to try to win their own division as well. They're only one game behind Tampa Bay. So, you know... Look, they're going to do what they can to try to make things go. And I, I, I am just concerned that although it feels like a layup, it's not going to be a layup. Oh, because no, that is not, not. That's the Ravens' way. It will never be a layup for the Ravens, ever. That's how it goes. No, you're absolutely right. Both these teams, they play each. They play their competition very close. It's not uh-huh. always the prettiest. Yep. Um, but a lot of one-possession finishes for both these teams. All right, so hopefully the defense definitely does their part, which I think that they will. I think that they'll get, um, you know, the pressure that they need to get. I think they'll um, find a way to try to to get the running game without Calais Campbell um, at bay. Doesn't mean that they're going to stay under 100 yards, though, let me say that, because I do Mm -hmm. think that might be something that gets taken away. But, you know, I I think that they know what they have to do, which is force them to throw the ball, and that – potentially put you in a position of turnovers so we will see on saturday 